14. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this week we're talking about sleep, and it got me thinking, when you're a kid, you don't want to go to bed because today is awesome, and you don't want it to end. Uh, When you're an adult, you don't want to go to bed because tomorrow is awful, and you don't want it to start. Aww. This man speaks truth. I was going to say, some of them are going to be depressing, guys. Yeah, Yeah, you're not wrong. You're just Uh, sad. You're not wrong, you're just sad. That's another contender for McTombstone. I look forward to the next day. I guess I'm the odd one out, as usual. Well, I mean, it depends on how this day goes, you know? Joel suffers from a problem with pattern recognition. (laughs) I'm a serial optimist. Serial something or other. But yes, this week we are talking about sleeping and dreams. We're talking about, uh, you know, bedtime rituals and nightmares and, you know, other strange things that happen in the night. Probably going to get dark. Maybe not fear show dark. Maybe not. Hope not. If you like dark shows, you'll probably find a couple of them on Geek Life Radio, where you can find us, uh, probably Saturdays at noon by the time you hear this. Yep. You can also find shows such as The History of Bad Ideas, The Anime Trap House, HTML All the Things, and of course, Geek Life Radio's own Rad Dad Radio Hour, The Smorgasbord. Is that that what we're sticking with? (laughs) Is that it? That may be it. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. Uh, Yeah. It's no Rad Dad Radio Hour, but at the same time. Come on, Pat. Make something up so I can steal it. Yeah. Right? We've so doubled down on the Rad Dad Radio Hour bit that if you join our official Discord, there's actually a Rad Dad Radio Hour emoji. Rad Dad Radio Hour. The emoji may have been created after the show stopped doing episodes. (laughs) But it lived on. They have not had a new show since February 1st, 2018. Sooner than I thought. Yeah, well, anyway, if you're looking for some more of this, we're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. You can find us on Amazon Music. We are on uh, Blueberry. We're on Spotify, all over the place. You can easily just type us in, 40 going on 14, and find a multitude of ways that you can listen to us in your sleep. Mm. But our our voices lull you into a calming, dream-filled, majestic resting. Allow our dulcet tones yeah. to rock you off into Neverland. Jism. <laughs> if you're uh, looking for more of that, give us a call and let us know that you want that. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That is 708-669-9727. I think we should sing it. Call us if you want our poop and jism. <laughs> I chose to end in song. <laughs> Welcome to Poop Jizz Facts. Okay, Ew. on that note, it's about that <laughs> This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. That was very enthusiastic, Joel. I approve. Hmm. Good on you. A little bit of Homestar Runner in there somewhere. Mm. And yeah. how. All right, so this week we are looking at the September 29th, 1992, release of the Cranberries' first single, Dreams. Ah, I see what you did there. All right. So music, the number one song in the land was The End of the Road by Boys to Men. At the end of its own road, this began week 12 of its 13-week run at number one. Good. Yeah, this song was still incredibly huge a year later. 
still a great song. Mm-hmm. I just remember it still being one of the biggest songs in 93 when I graduated high school. Yeah, it had to have been in the top 40 for over a year, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. was displaced near the end there by It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday, but... Yeah, anyway. I know um, I played it for Sophie once when she was talking. She was, like, into, like, 21 Pilots. She was, like, bragging on their harmonies, the two of them. I was like, you want to hear some harmonies? It's like, let me play this for you. And I played a couple of some boys to men for her, and she was just like, God, bless it, that's good. I'm like, yep, there, you know? And one of them has a cane. It's even cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't affect his singing at all. Nope. But he's got a cane. That we know of. Uh, Could be. All right. <laughs> At the 26 CMAs held September 29th, Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, Mary Chapin Carpenter, and Susie Boggess were the big winners. Yep. That's pretty 90s right there. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty 90s. All right. And finally, albums released this week included Core by Stone Temple Pilots, Dirt by Allison Chains, and Jank Anew by the Baja Men. I saw a documentary about the Baja Men, uh, who let the dogs out. It was pretty interesting. Did they answer I, the question? They did actually. It would. It took this guy got like obsessed with that song, and it was like I don't know, like a ten year journey for him to figure out like where it all started. And because you know the song itself wasn't the beginning of that "Who Let the Dogs Out" chant. And by the time he gets to the end of the documentary and you find out where it really all began, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I think we've actually talked about the origin of that on this show, but it's interesting that they actually put that as part of the documentary. Yeah, there's a, the documentary is, uh, I think it was on Prime is where I watched it. And I have no interest in the Baja Men or that song, but uh, watching his kind of journey with it was fascinating. And yeah, so there you go. All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was The Last of the Mohicans. Wherever you are, I will find you. That is an incredibly mediocre movie with a spectacular score. I saw it once in a hotel room. I've never seen it. I haven't it's seen it either. Okay. But the, Joel's, I was all right with it with Joel seeing it, but in a hotel room was where it got weird. <laughs> I, we were on a uh, our uh, class trip, and there was a bunch of us hanging out in the hotel room the you know after we got back from going out and doing stuff as a class and it was on and so everybody started watching it and i was like eh, all right okay yeah but the score was good enough that i would uh slip it into uh, mixes to do all like ambient music for role-playing games and usually people wouldn't know where it came from so i have no idea ezra matthew miller who was born on september 30th is an american actor they start as kevin in the drama we need to talk about kevin and co-starred in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. In 2015, Miller co-starred in the drama The Stanford Prison Experiment and the comedy Trainwreck. Other films in their career included the Fantastic Beast films. Miller also portrays The Flash in the DC Extended Universe. They also reprised the role of Barry Allen on TV in the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover in 2020 and are featured on Invincible on Amazon Prime currently. They Movies are everywhere. From... Sorry. Indeed. He's also uh, in the uh, Fantastic Beasts movies, too. I did say that. Did you? Mm-hmm. Must have faded out there for a <laughs> Movies released this week included Pure Country, Reservoir Dogs, Jennifer 8, and Passenger 57. <laughs> Not related. Package 46. <laughs> train 32. Hike, hike, hike! <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer oh, 8, what was that? 
always bet on black. The, Me- the, the Megan Fox uh, thriller slash horror. No, that was Jennifer's body. Oh, that's right. What was I was going to say? Ninety-two would be a little early for Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you'd. Well, no. Jennifer eight. Yeah. Oh, Andy Garcia and Uma Thurman. Oh crap! I may have actually seen that. Hmm. The murder mystery. Oh. Us. After Oops. discovering his wife's adultery, Los Angeles detective John Berlin relocates to recover and work alongside old friends Freddie Ross in the peaceful small town of Eureka, California, where a several where a severed hand is found in a garbage dump. I think and I did see this. It goes on, but all right. Uh, Sky McCole Bartusiak, born on September twenty eighth, was an American child actress and child model. She appeared in The Patriot. Don't say a word as Rose Wilder in Beyond the Prairie, the true story of Laura Ingalls Wilder. Thank you for not making that the acronym. <laughs> 24, Boogeyman and Kill Your Darlings. Bartusiak died at the age of 21 in her apartment behind her parents' home. Her death was ruled the result of an accidental drug overdose. Bartusiak's mother stated her daughter suffered epileptic seizures as a baby and believed that that had a role in her death. Ugh. Wow, that's so young. Man, that's sad. All right, so TV, <clears throat> top shows in the land at this time were 60 Minutes, Roseanne, Home Improvement, and Murphy Brown. <laughs> that sounded nothing like Murphy Brown. Right? Candace Bergen was much more eloquent. She was like rough, rough, rough. <laughs> uh, also, one of the most controversial moments in Saturday Night Live history occurred on October 3rd, when a musical guest, Sinead O'Connor, in her second musical set, tore up a picture of the Pope while shouting, fight the real enemy. This was not scripted nor rehearsed, and Lorne Michaels not only banned her from the show, she and her entourage were immediately escorted off the property during the commercial break. Yeah, I remember that. I was watching that live that night, yeah. So was I, yeah. That was a thing. So, also, Dog City, a Canadian-based cartoon-slash-puppet show produced by Jim Henson and starring Jim Henson Kevin Clash and Fran Brill debuted on September 28th. I do not remember that. The title sounds familiar, but I don't think I remember puppets, so I probably haven't actually seen it. It was like they had puppets in the beginning and then there was like animation on the on the side type of thing. But I don't understand why they don't have uh the main character Ace Hart was uh voiced by Ron oh. White, which is obviously the first person you think when you want the voice for a children's show. <laughs> I just pulled the first three names I saw in the first episode. Oh, wait, I take that back. It's not that Ron White. Not Tater Salad. Not Tater <laughs> Salad. <laughs> you got the tater. It's, um, He was in uh, Unforgiven. He was in Defendor. He was Ju- Joel, probably. Knows. He was the Judge Wilson in Defendor. Yeah, that's the Michael Rappaport movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. No, that was special. What was Def- Oh, that was Woody Harrelson in Defendor. That's right. Okay, so yeah, I was like, uh, honestly, in my head, uh, Ron White doing the voice of a children's show character makes yeah. makes perfect sense. Why would you not? What can go wrong? <laughs> also, Madonna premiered her erotica video on MTV on October 3rd. Erotic, erotic. So, between Sinead and, and Madonna, nobody knew which way to look. Erotic, erotic. All right, and moving on to sports. The Toronto Blue Jays' Dave Winfield became the oldest player to reach 100 RBIs at 40 years old on September 24th. The third Battle of the Sexes match, entitled the Acronym of the Week, randomly found in sports, BOC, 
Pretty sure that just stands for Bob Odenkirk's cock. <laughs> Which he apparently in the next movie just flips out and throws on the counter. Yep. And then he kicks everyone's ass. I'm no, really excited. That is, that is not about Bob Odenkirk. That is uh, the Battle of Champions. Battle of Champions. Anyway, that was played September 27th, 1992. Outdoors at Caesars Palace in Paradise, Nevada, it matched 40-year-old Jimmy Connors and Martina Navratilova, aged 35. Navratilova had previously turned down invitations to participate, as she considered them undignified. A pay-per-view telecast, the match was played under hybrid rules to make it more competitive. Connors was allowed only one serve per point, and Navratilova was allowed to hit into half of the doubles alleys. Each player received a $650,000 guarantee with a further $500,000 for the winner. Connors won 7-5-6-2, as Navratilova made eight double faults and 36 unforced errors. Connors too was nervous, and there was a rumor that he had placed a bet on himself to win at four point at four to one. According to Connors' book, The Outsider, he placed a million dollar bet that he would lose no more than eight games, and he mm, lost seven. Pete Rose. <laughs> well, this wasn't exactly like you know professional sanctioned you know kind of it was just an exhibit. It was considered an exhibition, so he, you're allowed to bet on yourself in an exhibition. Who knew that tennis had so many weird things going on though? Like I didn't I think- understand all the things they were saying. I think I may actually understand cricket more than I understand tennis at this point. <laughs> well, you know, you know what a tennis court looks like. It's got those little um, the sides that are marked off. When yeah. you're serving, yeah. when you're serving in singles, you have to keep your serve inside that line. And they're saying they're saying basically she was allowed to hit into half of that, the half of the doubles alleys. Because when you're in doubles, you can serve it to the whole court. But right. Uh... Yeah, this doesn't confuse me at all, but that's because I was a varsity tennis doubles player. Yeah. Wait, what? Right? Yeah, that's what my letter was in. Yeah, you didn't know that? I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, huh. I, yeah, we've talked about how like my strategy as the cutoff man was literally to rocket the ball at one of the players, because if I bounce it off your head and it goes out, it's legal. Nice. Yeah, and players aren't expecting for you to just try to shoot the ball directly at their chest and their head. <laughs> so you were like the happy Gilmore of... Tennis player. Only hmm. he won a lot more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but Josh, it was the ball. Is... The ball followed up by the racket right after. It's like your strategy is violence and you can't fucking run. I, I got a few games out of that strategy, but I didn't win a whole lot. Huh. Get in your hole. Go home. I don't know what... All right. And lastly, on September 29th, Magic Johnson announced his return to the NBA. Due to backlash he received from the public and players alike, he never returned to the court. This was uh, soon after he had announced that he had HIV. I was going to say that Uh, must be post-HIV. Yeah, and like a a year later, he decided, you know what, I played in the All-Star game last year. Everything went well. I feel good, blah, blah, blah. I think I'm going to come back. And a whole lot of people went, no, we're not doing a whole season of this, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very different time. Yeah, a lot of people freaked out and were like, we we still don't know what's going on. Yeah, so... Yeah, one-time exhibition, different than playing a whole season. Yep. So, yeah, that's the end of the tweet. Play us off, keyboard Joel. Ew, that was rather wet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> my tuba. Hear the dulcet tones of my ass. Ew. All right, so we did a show not too long ago about fear. Not too long ago. Christ, that Jesus, was actually. probably like three years three, ago. Three years yeah. ago. <laughs> three or four, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to preempt this with, yes, you can go back and listen to that show, but be ready for it because... Yeah, maybe you should. I don't know. If you've been listening to us for a little while, 
Yeah, go. You can go listen to it. But if if this is like the first show you're listening to, and you go straight to the fear show, don't do that. You might want to be in a happy place before you do that. Yeah. Um, have tonight, a puppy nearby. Yeah, we are talking. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know where my brain went on that. Ew. Mm. We're talking about dreams and sleeping. You know, everybody had a sleep time, maybe sleep time ritual and uh, did dreams. And, you know, did you have nightmares? You know, what was what was the deal with you sleeping and that sort of thing when you were a kid? What's the deal with sleeping? Yeah. Nobody knows what happens. White people <laughs> sleep like this. Black people <laughs> sleep like this. <laughs> but yeah, Sorry, so we suddenly, we suddenly we we get turned into an '80s comedy routine for some reason. I got bad news for you, man. Sleep comedy jam. <laughs> so, first question we have on the list: Did you have a bedtime ritual when you were a kid? You know, when I was fairly young, like uh, I don't know when it stopped, but I I do remember my mom used to uh, read a story before bed, and you know, the older I got, the, you know, the, the more the books got appropriate for my age. So like, as I got to a certain age, we started reading like, uh, you know, bits from a wrinkle in time or, um, you know, something like that. But I do remember having a bedtime story for a good chunk of my childhood, which I carried over to my own kids and the now, but, uh, you make your kids read you a story before bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got it right. <laughs> kids come tuck me in time to tuck in daddy <laughs> we're in chapter three on it i want to know what happens <laughs> no spoilers <laughs> it's they're on what they do you want to read voices. tonight dad i want you to read whatever happened to baby jane <laughs> it, oh. no more wire hangers she said oh wait that's never that, yeah wrong movie so yeah i don't recall having like an actual like you know, time for bed, you know, go and, you know, have a snack and, you know, go brush your teeth and do whatever. It was just kind of like, at one point or another, my parents just sort of looked at me and it was almost like an unspoken thing. It was like the stare, I will go, you know, it's, and I, they didn't say, Hey Mike, it's bedtime. They're just like, they looked at you and you're like, all right. Yeah. I just kind of, I mean, I don't remember being told to go to bed. I just remember that I was kind of like, yeah, I'm tired to go to bed type of thing. It wasn't really like. So we're recall. sure your dad wasn't in the CIA. Because that sounds like <laughs> mind control. <laughs> I've never... Th- okay, first off, my dad was in the NSA. So, which which is entirely different from the CSA. <laughs> Suddenly C- the whole podcast CIA. goes dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my father walks in and says, you know too much. <laughs> um, bedtime ritual. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your new bedtime ritual, man. Nighty night. <laughs> My dad has a specific set of skills. Oh, no. <laughs> it's that mustache. Yeah. That's all of his power. Um, but no, I don't re- I don't recall being like having story time. I don't recall recall having, uh, you know, being read to. It was just kind of like, go to bed. All right. Don't, don't. Yeah, I was kind of the same thing. I didn't have any like ritual or anything. It was just things that you did before bed and then you went to bed. Right. Your parents didn't like tuck you in or sing you a song or nothing? <laughs> they stand there like Dean Pelton, sing me a song until I fall asleep. No, no, no. Uh, see, I can vaguely remember uh, reading to my parents. Not like they didn't know how to read, but like I was more excited to read the book than yeah, they I, would be. I, when yeah. I was really, really young. Yeah, I remember you know that kind of. But I'm I, I'm kind of thinking about you know when I was ten, eleven. You know, by the time you know. Uh, yeah. 
But I guess when I was young, young, yeah, there was probably some kind of ritual. Yeah, I think after that, it was more like me trying to evade bedtime, which I think is kind of normal. Kind of alluded to that off the top. Yeah, I think the older you got, the more likely you were to kind of be like, I don't want to go to bed yet. It's still early, you know? Can I sit up and read? And my bedtime was early, like for a long time, like longer than probably was appropriate. My bedtime was 8 p.m. Yeah, see, and for most of my, most of my, like, like teenage, preteen and teenage years and everything, just kind of like Mike said, you know, I didn't really have like a bedtime. Like if I, my mom was like, if you stay up all night and do whatever, that's on you because you're getting up in the morning and you're going to school. Yeah. So, you know, you go to bed when you want to go to bed, but if you're, you know, if you're not feeling up to it because you're tired, too bad. Hmm. Because they knew I was a night owl. I've been a night owl my entire life. So, I I mean, it wasn't uncommon for mom to, like, wake up at midnight and find me in bed reading or something. And she'd tell me, go to bed. She's like, you know, you're, you're going to hate it in the morning. Like, yeah. Uh, so you're you're going to pay for it tomorrow. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I do recall going to bed and then sneaking out of bed because I can hear what the parents are watching on TV downstairs. You know, and then you do the kind of, like, kind of peek around the corner of the stairs going down trying to watch what's going on and then of course they're watching something like the howling and you get freaked out because you're only seven and they're watching that and you or they're watching carson and you still get freaked out yeah they got the animals on i was just talking about the way his neck shook every time he talked worse than the howling we're going to childhood trauma already are we (laughs) (laughs) wow it didn't take long that's a whole other show did you did you guys have like did any of us have a car bed no no, I had a set of bunk beds that started as bunk beds with me and my brother, but I'm pretty sure that taken apart those original bunk beds, because they were ones that you could stack on each other, or you could take them apart. They're like wooden, and the posts had holes that fit the oh, yeah. tops of the other posts. Yeah, dowels. Yeah, but they were like, I don't know, like stylized. And I had that bed frame pretty much until I permanently moved out of the house. I, I probably literally had that bed frame until I was like 30. And then Sarah's like, I'm not sleeping in a bunk bed. She she slept in that bed with me. Like, I, we, uh, I still had that bed when we first met. Sinner. <laughs> uh, you're right. Oh. Yeah, I had a bunk bed too, but I never, I never had a brother or anything. I just, when it was time to buy me a bed at one point, I requested a bunk bed. And then every night I would just decide, do I want to sleep on top or bottom? That's wild. Do I, do I want to be a top or a bottom? Was it, you uh, couldn't decide, your life was figured out. <laughs> was it twin-sized, like most bunk beds? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's... Now yeah, they I, have the ones that have the queen on the bottom and the twin on top. Yeah, those are pretty nice. But no, right. it, was just, it was a standard wooden one. Queen and that on goes bottom. back to my point of me having that bed till I was 30. And uh, Sarah, like, I'm not a small person. And Sarah and I together in a twin, <laughs> I mean, there was no room wasted. <laughs> yeah that was the worst part about you know in college having all the twins like you know trying to get a girl to sleep over it was a, a difficult talk that tiny rooming with jim james sharp was a problem too well yeah is he just gonna sit here and stare at yeah. us why why is why is he not going to sleep oh he's going to watch over us as we sleep it's fine oh he's <laughs> sleeping his eyes are just open That's creepy uh he, he, he always watches me when i sleep it's fine doesn't it comfort you uh i what's funny i i had started out with bunk beds too um and then they were the same kind of thing where they came apart and one went into my brother's room one went into my room and uh i had you know just a 
whatever you call it, single twin. I don't know what the the right terminology is. Uh, it's the same thing, right? A single or a twin, basically. Well, I mean, there's a little difference, but yeah, twins a little bit smaller. I mean, a single's a little bit smaller, but yeah, and but it's basically the same thing. That's the bet I had until I turned eighteen, went to college, and then we all had the the bolsters in college. They basically a yeah, the flip and fuck the uh, the futon esque. Uh, in high in high school, I had a queen size waterbed. Ooh, that's right. It was full full motion, baby. And I know I've uh, alluded to this, even though I owned the the bunk beds. Uh, my dad got a waterbed for my mom. She hated it. And in my high school years, like my middle school to high school years, I moved into that room, leaving the bunk the second bunk bed in uh, the room with my brother. So he had both bunk beds and I had the water bed for like four or five years. I've never slept on a water bed. I was just going to say I've sat on a water bed, but I've never slept on a water bed. If you get a good, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you get a good water bed, you know, like one one of the uh, the ones is not full motion and it's heated and all that kind of stuff. It's actually a pretty nice sleep, but getting in and out is a bitch. Taking care Mm -hmm. of them is a bitch. I mean, it's not worth it. This sucker was a king-size waterbed, too. Yeah, my dad's was a California king. And, like, the room, there were dressers on one side, and the bed basically took up the entire room with a tiny, tiny little, like, barely wide enough to walk along the side between the dresser and the waterbed. And there was just, like, clothes and books and junk, not only in the entire supposedly walkable spot, but over most of the waterbed. Because it was just like I was not a, I, I was a messy room kind of kid, and like crap would end up like underneath the bag for the waterbed. Yeah, I had a like a whole set. I had the bed with matching chest and drawers, and it was this kind of dark wood. And I had that God well until I left for college. Oh, see, because I, I left all my furniture behind. Yeah, I had the whole matching dark wood bookcases and desk and and waterbed and everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, and the thing is, like, I see, like, people selling stuff online and that sort of stuff, and I'm like, hey, that's my bed. You know, it must have been, like, a thing for back in the seventh style, 70s and 80s that, uh, you know, did. It was popular. I, it was popular, yeah. Um, we eventually, my brother and I, it's like, my brother, it was weird, because, like, my mom and dad had their room, and they put my brother's crib next to their bed, because we ran out of bedrooms. And then when he got old enough that it was like weird it was like maybe i don't even know how old he was like but 28 was, yeah 25 26 and like dude you're going to college can't sleep in here with us um they got, got us a bunk bed and it was one of those where it was a larger bed on the bottom and the smaller bed on top and i was like all right fine i didn't even care i had a place to sleep didn't bother me put it together slept the first night any little movement it was it was like metal like steel tubing and you you farted and the whole thing went <laughs> it was like no man you rolled over if you rolled over it was like it, everything squeaked the whole goddamn <laughs> to the point where the rest of the house was like would you shut up everyone stop moving i'm like oh, i can't you know it's like i rolled over in my sleep and woke up the whole friggin' house and then eventually i moved into the basement but that was but that oh man that thing i remember that big it was red like fire engine red steel bunk bed and, and just any movement yep is that the same one that matthew slept in until he moved out no believe it or not my my brother 
slept in his college loft in his room for a while. He had that. Yeah, I just remember we went in and, and woke him up, and he was in a bunk bed type thing. So that must have been the loft. Yeah, that was the loft. That wasn't the other thing. Now, what about did we? Did you have any sleeping buddies that weren't human, Patrick? Take that. <laughs> did, you any, did you have any sleeping buddies that weren't alive? Don't. Nope. Don't want that one either. Had a, uh, yeah, I had a taxidermied armadillo. No, I didn't. Texas. <laughs> I did have stuffed animals, but I didn't. I didn't sleep with any of them. You know, it wasn't like a. A, a comfort thing or, yeah. yeah no i didn't have any of those yeah same here i mean I, I had stuffed animals and i distinctly remember one of them was alf uh but yeah i don't i don't think i ever had them in bed with me though i never Wait. like what alf is in like ha willie yeah. yeah elf okay and i had a gizmo too i remember uh, i i actually had though it wasn't the important stuffed thing that i slept with and i i i had a uh dog that was stuff that was vaguely the color of the creamsicle popsicle, like that pale orange and white. And I had a few other stuffed animals, but it wasn't super important for me to sleep with that. What was super important for me to sleep with was my baby pillow and baby blanket, like the one that was in the crib with me. I, I had that pretty much up in, like I would put it on top of the pillow on top of a normal size pillow and I'd have the blanket. And that continued like into my teenage years. My sister to this day still has her childhood blanket that she had when she was a baby it's like in in pieces it's only like like maybe maybe a, a five foot by two foot section left it's a washcloth now i, <laughs> yeah, I probably still have mine yeah. yeah i still probably have mine too uh by the time like i hit high school the it was originally a winnie the pooh probably a white blanket with uh winnie the pooh on it but it was like straight gray and the pillow had Raggedy Ann and Andy on it, and it too was straight gray. That happens. I mean, but... that's what happens when you sleep with something every night for like 15 years. Yep. Well, that reminds me, I had a pillow like that, that uh, I just for years and years and years, well into uh, even and being an adult that I, I slept on. And it was like, and when I say adult, I mean like 21. Uh, it was super thin. Uh, it was referred to by some as a as my my paper pillow, but it was just a like a regular pillow that I just had used so much that it was you know kept getting smaller and smaller like and and it wasn't like puffy anymore, and it was just kind of flat and I'd have to like fold it over to get any sort of like leverage out of it, and then eventually it just that sounds awful. Why didn't you get rid of that? Yeah, it was a, it was a dude? comfort thing, and then eventually that that's not comfortable at all. Not comfortable, comfort. I get it. Like what Josh I, was talking about. I don't. I don't get getting attached to a pillow. I mean, it, it, some of it's just like a ritual. Like if you, uh, it, it's something you've always had, and you find difficulty getting to sleep without it. Yeah, I haven't. I, I guess that, that's, that's, that's that is something about me is I have never in my life had difficulty falling asleep. You that's, guys know that. Or waking up. It's hard yeah. to wake you up. <laughs> yeah. Good lord, is it hard to wake you up? Well, not anymore. It used to be. Now, now I'm 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 a I'm a narcoleptic insomniac now. Uh, well, I remember two separate occasions. I think. Well, one of them I think was you with the the fire alarm going off and you didn't wake up. Yeah. Do we do we want to talk about my how I sleep right now? Does that and you want to do this? <laughs> there was the other instance where we were all living together when we were trying to wake you up, and we literally like folded the mattress in half with you mm -hmm. in it, dropped it, and it bounced you up in the air, and you still didn't wake up. Yeah, when I sleep, I sleep pretty hardcore. Yep. 
And your pit points regenerate too. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. That's another topic. Yeah, I do not sleep well. I have all kinds of sleep issues. Um, I sleep way, I fall asleep way too fast. I sleep way too, I go into REM sleep almost immediately. I don't have any kind of, um, I mean, because I've I've had my sleep analyzed through the, like the, the different apps and stuff. So it's not like professionally done or anything, but yeah. I have almost, I go almost immediately into REM sleep and then I wake up after like an hour, hour and a half and I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not healthy. But it wasn't always like that then. No, 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 no. It's just, yeah. I mean, I I can always fall asleep, but now it's just, (laughs) you know, I sleep either like an hour and a half or I sleep like 14 hours. There's no in between. Back in the day, at least when I first met you and lived with you and when we were all back in, in, uh, here in Illinois, uh, I say that because you're in Texas, I guess. But um, yeah, I remember you being like one of the hardest sleepers of anybody I've ever met. So that's kind of sad that it's gone the other way. Yeah, one time, um, <laughs> this is a true story. One time in college when I was living with James Sharp, they came in and they were installing those new fire alarms. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and they were they were drilling through the, the concrete uh, walls, the cinder block walls in our in our actual dorm room. They were inside our dorm room drilling into the cinder block walls. And James and I were both uh, laying in our beds when they started. And the phone rang and James looked at it and he goes, yeah, it's for you, Patrick, dude. Dude, are you still sleeping? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, they were drilling into the cinder block walls, and I was still sleeping. Yeah, I remember letting them because that was when I was still the RA. Because I remember letting them in, and the two repair guys they saw a sharp like sharp sharp woke up immediately. I was like, "What the hell? You were asleep." And the guys were like, "Should we worry?" I mean, the guy's sleeping. I'm like, "Trust me, you're fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard all. Uh, yeah, I guess it was between you and James. I've heard all about this whole story. Well, I, I just kept sleeping the whole time. Or yep. the fire alarm. Fire alarm all, going off. You guys are all sitting there taking stock. You're like, where's Patrick? <laughs> and it wasn't just like the fire alarm went off. The fire alarm was, you were in the center of the floor. The fire alarm was right outside your friggin' dorm. I don't know. I don't know what to tell mm-hmm. you. Like, what, yeah, I was I was horrible to, to room with because like, if my alarm would go off, I wouldn't hear it. It could go off for like five minutes before I would even hear it, five, ten minutes. And then it I was just... fine for me, but then I'd get up at two in the afternoon, <laughs> so it didn't affect me very much. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, but some of my roommates just—I had one roommate that just would used to just climb out of the loft to just turn my alarm off for me, <laughs> which was you know I, I didn't blame him, but it was kind of kind of sucked because I would miss classes. Well, I mean, but not like I, that wasn't your plan to begin with. Well, at the beginning, I was trying. This was before I met you guys, and we ruined your life. Yep. No, I'm well, not supposed to say yes. I've done that on my own, sir. I didn't need any help. Now, what about... We went that extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> we put in the effort, dude. Now, here's here's a question. What about recurring dreams or nightmares when you were a kid? I always had that standard one of, of being naked at school. Yeah, but that actually happened. No, it actually never... Well, I mean, not, not with a whole lot of people around, only with... A <laughs> like I had to clarify. <laughs> with a limited number of people around. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you but... know... I don't remember anything specifically recurring, but this, I mentioned this nightmare because it's the one nightmare that I just cannot seem to forget. Uh, On our furniture show, there was a green chair that was in our our living room. For whatever reason, that green chair freaked me out. And I had a dream where it came alive and it was chasing me. The chair. The chair. Yep. It was a big green chair. Uh, recliner. Which means you've seen Pee Wee's Playhouse too many times, right? 
I hadn't seen the Pee Wee's Playhouse didn't exist at the, that time. Uh, and yeah, that that's like the you one. Sue them. It's like the one nightmare that I remember. Uh, and otherwise, even as a kid, I I don't really remember dreaming very often or or having nightmares. I've had the same recurring dream uh, throughout uh, like childhood to now, and it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it is the same dream uh, every time. And it starts with a painting of a tower, but then I find myself in the tower and I'm climbing up it and various floors have different things. And usually it's like the the floors are almost like, you know the rooms in Disneyland rides where things are happening and you can see them, but you're you're not really interacting with them so much. Yeah, like David S. Pumpkins. Yeah, kind of like that. Except it's like as I'm going up the stairs, I'd be in this room and the room would be huge. It'd be like a scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. In fact, I remember specifically one of the rooms that always appears in the dream. It has like it's all dark except the only thing that's lit up is a giant open shell, like a. I don't know, like a oyster shell, and inside yeah. there's a singing mermaid. Any questions? And I, 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 when I get to the top of the tower, there's another painting. Except instead of the tower itself in the painting this time, it's terror and death and madness, a demon, something. And I'm, I know better than to look at the painting, but I do anyway. And it's usually when I wake up in a cold sweat. And that's when I lay down and have the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. That's why I lay down and have the recurring dream. <laughs> huh. See, I had, I remember having a recurring dream that my school was like a dungeon. Like, you, you, you normally you would walk in the hallway and you had, like, all the, all the walls were those big bricks with, with like the moss and the stuff growing on them and that sort of thing. I would have that kind of nightmare where, you know, so that says a lot. Then I took a lot of time thinking because I remember that I had the recurring nightmare of a monster that I was hiding from. And I busted my brain trying to think about it. And I realized that this doesn't sound ridiculous, but it was like a guy in a suit, but his head was either like, was he like a giant nose or just like his face was two like nostril holes and he was chasing me. That's Mr. All Nose. No, we're not doing this. Oh, guys, Mr. All Nose. <laughs> I don't want one of my nightmares to become a recurring character on this show. <laughs> I, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> no, it's not. If I have to deal with Worm Squirt and the cum sock, he's going to have to deal with Mr. All-Nose. Come on, Mike. It's time to go with <laughs> no, it was, But the thing was, this like, <laughs> and you broke Pat. Let's go and sleep, right? Stop uh, doing that voice. That voice, it, it makes sense. I don't know. Sounds like meat wad. <laughs> it does a little. Uh, oh, uh, Jesus. No, I mean, I would have this nightmare. Jesus it was Christ. like I was hiding from him with other people, like people that I had interacted with during the day. And then he would like, like maybe best way to put it was like sneeze or something would happen that he would do something and people around me would start changing into like clones of him. Scared the living. Yeah out of me what's fucked up mike is you actually reminded me of another recurring nightmare oh boy here we go mr all knows you got no but it was hey, people I... chasing me I, I was alone i'd be alone in the house and uh, i could see like all the windows were open and i could see in all the surrounding buildings there were human figures almost like the uh 
spy looking dude on the neighborhood watch sign. Oh, yeah. The silhouettes. And I knew that if they looked through the window into the window of my house, they would kill me. But there's like windows everywhere. So I'm like crawling around trying to make sure that there's no angle that one of the guys in the houses around could see me through the windows. And yeah, that's that's when I had probably 10 or 12 times. Thank <laughs> so did you did you get triggered during the safe house episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine? Then I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh yeah, it's, oh. It's, yeah. Okay, it's very much that. about like be, people being able to see in the windows and where you have to hide to not be seen and everything. Yeah, hmm. yeah. No. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> did did anybody in your uh, in your family uh, sleepwalk? No, but my brother was a sleep talker occasionally. So was Josh. I was gonna say you guys know that's also true of me. Yeah. <laughs> Bozo button clone. <laughs> well, I remember one time I was walking down the hall, my brother was still asleep, and I hear, you know, a voice coming out of his room, and I stop because I'm thinking, you know, is he talking to me? And all I hear is, We need more cheeseburgers in order to defeat the Empire. And and I walked away. That's a good one. I mean that's just good yeah. advice. Uh, right? <laughs> That's gonna rock. You really do need more game. Stop that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. All of us slept all of us, me, my brother, and my sister all sleepwalked. Was it like on Step Brothers? I haven't seen Step Brothers. Pat, you know what I'm talking about. Putting pillows in the stove. <laughs> okay. Throwing coffee all over the kitchen. It might be because according to my mother that I would wake up, come into the bedroom and be like, mom, 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 all the lights are on in the house. And then I would just wander off to bed and she'd wake up and literally every light would be on the house. And apparently what I would do, get up, turn all the lights on in the house, come in here, tell her that that was the thing. And then I'd go back to sleep. So, which is. At least you were friendly about, you know, you're like thoughtful about it. You're like, oh, hey, all the lights are on. I well, turned I mean, them on. The, but... the thing with her was she was like, oh, you know, all the lights are in the house. And she's like, well, who the hell turned them on? She thought we were being robbed, you know? So they were opening up. They were turning on all the lights on us. My sister, though, was the best because she would, she would walk. My brother would just like wander around the house and then like fall asleep on the couch. My sister would walk into the parents' room and just stand next to the bed until someone woke up. That's the worst. <laughs> so she would stand there. And my mom remembers being like rolling. You kind of like roll over in bed and you wake up for a moment. She'd roll over in bed and be like, ah, hello, Elizabeth. Hello, mother. What you doing? Just watching you. Okay. Let's Def- take you back to bed. <laughs> I'm definitely not plotting your murder. Yeah. That's creepy. Even for me. <laughs> Even for me. And this kind of this kind of goes into that. I'm ignoring you. This kind of goes okay. into the next question. Uh, I used to stay up late to watch late night shows or bring movies home from the video store when I worked there all the time. But I would be up watching movies, and my sister would just sort of appear next to me. Like you, you're. I had lights off because I didn't want to bother. So the only light in the room is a TV, and then suddenly she's next to me, just like, "Hello, Michael." Ah! You know, and can I help you? I'm just uh, so I'd 
kind of like walk her back to bed, put her. And then one time I remember I put her back to bed. There you go. Go sleep. And then I go back, sit down. And then out of the blue, I hear, then all of our dreams came true. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? You know, of course, that wakes up the parents. And they're like, what are you doing? It's two in the morning. You're up here watching George Carlin specials. Go to bed. But yes, I used to stay up real late and watch TVs. I wonder if she still does that. I don't know. I should talk to her husband about it. I gotta, I gotta, I can, I can message her right now, right now, right now, right now. I can find her right now. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about our friend from college who was the notorious sleepwalker? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we've well, talked about that person. I mean, I mean, okay. We've talked about that person quite a bit. So I yeah, mean, just I a, a, a large who at the time we assumed was Samoan dude. Well, the, the, most, the most, yeah, the most fascinating thing about it was was he did his homework while he was sleepwalking. Oh, he was I thought a, you were talking about yeah. the skinny other one. Oh no, 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 we're talking about uh, yeah, because he had yeah. a problem too. The, the Samoan guy. Maybe that's when he was drunk. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the Samoan guy. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he. I mean, he would like he'd be able to look up at the stars and tell you what time it was when he was sleepwalking. It was crazy. He was a genius, but only when he was asleep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's a smart guy. Anyway, but, but he he was next level, just like freaky. Like, what the hell when he was sleeping? And he was fun to interact with, too, when he was sleepwalking, unless he was having his Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> Which he is not old enough to have ever been in Vietnam. <laughs> but Patrick is also not lying. Which, which, is, which is something we need to notate, because when he came running out of the dorm with a cardboard tube in his hands, hiding behind the bushes in his boxer shorts, it was <laughs> one of those, oh, I wonder what I was going to do tonight. Chase him down, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. All right, next question. Well, we I don't think we all answered this question because I know oh. I definitely stayed up uh, late. I was definitely the kid with the uh, light in the book under the blanket reading. And I would occasionally, uh, I had a little shitty black and white TV and I would try to watch TV. I remember always made me mad that uh, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, came on like right at my bedtime. So I'd have the volume way down and I'd be trying to watch it. I usually get caught. I got caught reading too, but that, yeah, definitely uh, bedtime procrastination as a kid, constantly like wanting to read, wanting to watch whatever the parents are watching on TV, or wanting to watch my own TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I was. I had to go to my room, but they didn't, you know, force me to go to bed at any certain time. Usually, I was always up late. I mean, especially when I got into like the the teenage years. And I was in high school. Uh, there wasn't really a bedtime per se. I was I was home alone most of the time. But uh, yeah, I would stay up way too late watching TV. And uh, there was one particular um, instance in my senior year when I was like, I'm just going to see how long I can stay up before I fall asleep, before I have to sleep. And I made it about 52 hours before I finally crashed because uh, I was falling asleep standing up. And I remember driving my car. And seeing the road like turn into a mouth and swallow the car, and I was like, "Yeah, I should probably." Yeah, I started hallucinating too. I think my longest was a little over sixty or something. It was, uh, it was due to a lock-in I was running, and by the end of the, you know, the whole because I was up the day before, the day of, and then the day after, and yeah, I started hallucinating by the end of it. And shit, it's it's trippy. Yep, that that's for damn sure. The guy that ran the lock the lock in with me, he he was up the same amount of time. He claimed at one point he saw the Smurfs walking around. <laughs> you ever uh, see the shadow people? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah the ones out of the good. corner of your eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not good. Yeah. 
I okay, this kind of trips us into the into the now, but I have had one instance of what are they called when you when sleep paralysis night, night terrors and sleep paralysis. Oh shit. We should put that in the now because I I have I have all right. We'll we'll talk about that, that then. Yeah, put that in the now for but um but no sleeping uh, on like reading books under the covers, that sort of thing. And the and then I would they knew I must have known that I've been reading and they just didn't care. And for some reason I felt you pull the covers over your head, put your knees up, you make yourself a little tent, turn the light on your shoulder and you read there. And this is before LED lights came out and they didn't generate any heat because they got like a sweatshop in there, man. <laughs> I paid for my right to read. Yeah. In sweat. Now, how when you were, how late did you ever sleep? When like then or, you know, college years? I know Patrick, yours is just pretty much, I was going to say 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, my whole life I've always just slept whenever. Yeah. So you never know when I'll be awake or sleeping. Unless my dad decided he wanted me up for some reason, he would come in and make me get out of bed. Didn't care what time I went to bed. Like if he wanted to go, you know, work on something in the house and he needed an assistant or he wanted to go somewhere yeah. and he wanted me to come with him, he'd just walk in and wake me up. I'm like, Dad, I've only been asleep for like two hours. I don't care. Get up. Not my <laughs> get problem. Get up. Yeah. My dad was the uh, <laughs> wire hanger on the bottom of a metal garbage can. Like, yeah, my my dad would get to the point where he would just start pulling thing, you know, pulling the blankets off of me, pull me out of bed, whatever it took, and like you do you realize that how, how much you're making me mad you're just making you know and I, he's like yeah i don't care get out of bed <laughs> <laughs> where's the strangest place you've ever woken up hang on i don't think anyone but patrick even asked answer that last question oh oh yeah that's a good point Sorry. No, no, give me no, time it's, it, it's fine because yeah i, I know uh, not that my answer is super interesting but i definitely was the type to uh sleep in as late as i was allowed and uh, frequently that'd be till noon. Mm. See, and I was kind of the, I was always like, I wasn't the first one up per se, but I, you know, I was usually up early, no matter how late I went to bed the night before. The only time I would sleep in would occasionally be on the weekend. Or if uh, like I wasn't feeling well or something, I might sleep until 11 or 12. I think the latest I ever slept in was like three o'clock maybe or something. But uh, you know, I was always going to bed late, so, but I didn't, if I had school or, you know, I was in choir. So if we were, you know, singing somewhere that day or there was something going on, you know, I'd, I'd be up ready to go. Yeah. I, um, in high school, my dad dropped me off at the bus to go to high school on the way to work every morning. So I was up shortly after he was for him to get on the train to get to downtown Chicago every day. So my ass was up early during school. Now, during the time when I worked and outside of high school, I could sleep as late as that I needed to. Because there was like when I was working at the video store, we would shut down. I wouldn't get out of there till 11 o'clock, you know, 1130 at night. And I'd just come home, watch the movies, fall asleep. As long as I made it to work the next day or school the next day, there was no problem. Not cracking? Yeah, I think now we can oh. move on. All right. Like I said, <laughs> that voice, that voice like kills it. me. Oh. I, I can tell you're really enjoying that, aren't you? <laughs> strangest place you've ever woken up i think i'll go I, I thought about it while you guys were answering that and I, I, I think mine would probably be um yeah not counting just random apartments or whatever this that you know from drinking just from falling asleep in a random place and waking up not knowing where i was was uh one time on one of the l's i think it was the blue line whichever one that whichever one it is it goes straight north to south is it the blue line yeah whatever it was yeah north I, north, I, north south red line Okay, yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's right, red line. Uh, I woke up like one of the stops, like like second from the end of the the 
the South stops. <laughs> I just fell so asleep. like ninety first and on that or ninety second. Yeah, like way, that? way, way down there. Oh, jeez! And I just woke up and like, like I just like, oh, what? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, you had to get out and get you know stand around and wait for the train to come. I was like, thank God that you know the red line runs twenty four hours. Yeah, that is not a good place for you to be falling asleep. Right. So that's probably the strangest place I ever woke up. I was like, you probably cause... lucked out because everyone thought you were already dead. <laughs> Leave that dude alone. He's dead. I woke up in a bathtub once, <laughs> not filled with ice. It was a, like the staying up 24, 48 hours type of thing. You woke up in the bathtub at the hotel room the last time we shared a room at Gen Con. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. That's, That's the times. now. That's two nickels. It's not <laughs> a lot, but it's still weird that it happened twice. <laughs> no, it was, at, it was at, actually at like a youth event that was like going for, it was like a four-day youth event at the the Marriott and Rosemont or something like that. And I had been up for 48 hours because I had not slept the day before getting everybody over there. I fell asleep in the room. They wanted to watch a movie, but they didn't want to wake me up. So they picked me up and carried me into the bathtub and I fell asleep in the bathtub. And the next morning I woke up, was like, what the hell? Stepped out into the room and there are people that are sleeping. I don't know them. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, what do I do? You know, I still had my wallet. Still, you know, it's not like anybody. Did I wake up in another timeline? Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. It was kind of like, hey, why was I in your bathtub? Oh, well, we didn't want to wake you up when we were watching movies last night, so we put you in the tub. Like, I could see the pair. I could see the reasoning. I'm like, yeah, that that follows. So I'm just gonna wander off back to my room now. <laughs> that was that was a, especially when you're at one, one of those events where you wake up and you're in the tub checking for kidneys missing. Yeah, and I was like. If I felt, I mean, you know, if I had climbed to the tub and fallen asleep, that'd be different. But yeah, and I've been com- contemplating this, and I don't think I, at any time in then, or maybe even now, have actually woke up anywhere weird, which seems strange to me. But I think it's because I have a hard time falling asleep if I'm not in a very particular position. Like, I'm very particular about sleeping. It's difficult for me to sleep if I'm in unfamiliar position, unfamiliar place, whatever. Shit. I could turn my mic off and be asleep in 10 seconds right now. It's true. Uh, Well, I don't know if this really counts as being very strange, but um, I remember at one point I was hanging out with some friends at at an apartment, and as people kind of started filtering out, the uh, two of them were in the only bedroom in the house uh, playing house, and um, the living room was, you know, there wasn't a big place, so... You know, if, if I was going to lay in the, the living room on the couch, it was going to be difficult to sleep because it was noisy. So I took the couch cushions off the couch, went into the kitchen, put the couch cushions on the floor of the kitchen and slept in the kitchen floor. Um, it, it took me a while to fall asleep, but I did fall asleep. Although a friend of mine in high school, we were one of our many drinking adventures and we went back to one of the guy's houses and. Uh, one of the people that was with us ended up passing out and sleeping under his trampoline outside. <laughs> and he woke up the next morning under the trampoline covered in dew. Okay. Yeah. Passing out is almost different. Cause that's the one time I can remember not waking up in a bed. And that was the night of the Rumplement Samurai when Joel actually found me on the kitchen floor of the apartment with a bottle of Rumplements in my hand, spread Eagle. <laughs> As you will. 
Yeah, because I had just straight up finished the bottle of Rumplemints and fell straight down and passed out. I guess that would be the most accurate answer to that question. I mean, you know, technically, if you're once you passed out, you are sleeping as long as you're not dead. So that counts. Yeah, but I'm not counting. I'm not counting passing out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll count it for you, Josh. So we at least have all one. All, all right, right. Well, yeah, I think we've beaten this subject to sleep. I'm all right. <laughs> Stop that. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about sleep and or lack of in the now. All right. Be back in a little bit. Okay, we are back and we are talking about sleeping and dreaming in the now, post-marriage, post-children, post- Malone. Toasty. Malone, <laughs> yes. Postman. <laughs> but yeah, so now, do you have a bedtime ritual now? I mean, do you have like a like a, a little like setup to make sure that you can get to bed? I'll go uh, first because my bedtime ritual and my wake up ritual are more ritualized than most people's church. Ritual. I mean that. Yeah, that's the thing. It is definitely highly ritualized. I, I will uh, have to make sure that uh, I've got uh, one of the dogs with me. I've kissed Sarah good night. I'll get in bed. I'll. Uh, pet the dogs i'll say my prayers i have to get in a very particular position uh frequently i'll imagine the same things like or i don't sleep imagine the same things yeah it's weird but like if i find myself having difficulty going to sleep i will actually imagine that i'm walking down a wooden dock and getting on a ship me i just uh get as, as comfortable as i can and close my eyes shut up and then within 30 seconds, I'll be asleep. I'm always like literally 30 seconds away from being asleep at any given time. I'm just not even a joke. I could I could just stop doing whatever it is I'm doing and just like get myself a little bit comfortable, close my eyes. I guarantee I'll be snoring within 30 it, seconds. It, it's true. God bless it. For the people that are listening that don't believe it, it's it's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it used to make Angela so mad because she'd be in bed for like, an hour to an hour and a half, just trying to get comfortable, trying to fall asleep. She had such problems falling asleep. And then I'd come in and just get in there, get lay down. And nice. she, she, she told me several <laughs> times she'd just stare at me and just want to punch me while I was. <laughs> <laughs> you should have read uh... her blog. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I one time um, was lay- was sitting in the backseat of a buddy. Chris tells this, loves to tell this story. Um, my friend Billy was in the front seat. Chris was driving. I was in the back seat. And we were listening to a Mitch Hedberg CD. And I fell asleep basically in the middle of a Mitch Hedberg joke. He's like, he heard me laugh at the setup and laugh at the second part of the joke. And then when it came to the final part of the joke, I didn't laugh. And he's like, why didn't he laugh? He turns around and I'm just... <laughs> that was the joke. Yep. So, so no, I don't have any kind of ritual for going to sleep. I literally just, if I start sleeping, go to the bed and, you know, by by the time... Because if I, if I have the TV running, by the time it gets to the next scene, I'm asleep. Huh. That angers me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, as far as getting to sleep, that varies. Like, if I have to pee or I don't realize I have to pee, I won't be able to fall asleep. If the, a lot of times, as long as all the, you know, the, 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 everything is right with the world, like, you know, 
right temperature. And Dude, I'm you're never going to sleep. I, I'll, I'll go to sleep. But ever since Laura moved in, you know, there's, uh, you know, we've, we always go to bed at the same time unless one of us isn't, you know, like if she goes to visit her friends or something and, you know, something like that, maybe. But typically we, we go to bed at, at the same time. We always sleep in the same position. And anymore, you know, if, if she is out of town, I, I have a really hard time falling asleep because it, like Josh was talking about, it's become such a ritual, such a habit that my body expects, you know, a certain position to be in and for her to be there, you know, <laughs> my with body me. expects it. It does. You know, you get you get accustomed to something and it becomes like the because I used to sleep, uh, you know, I used to sleep facing the other way and uh, I used to sleep in you know a certain position uh, when I was, you know, on my own. And, you know, then that's that's changed now. Uh, speaking of which, I forgot to mention something in the first in the first half that ties into this. When I was little, um, I used to sleep in really f- weird positions. And there's a picture on my Facebook page, actually, of one of them that my mom had taken when I was a kid where I was sleeping like all kind of like a pretzel. Uh, and I think she, everybody's mom or dad took pictures of them sleeping, sleeping in funky weird. positions. Yeah, sleeping in weird positions. I used to do the, you know, knees under your chest, butt up in the air sleeping thing. Yeah, it's funny, right? And then nowadays, that's not a thing. But when you're a kid, for whatever reason, it's a thing. So what about you, Mike? Uh, set up, make sure the coffee's set up. Make sure all the lights are turned off. Check the doors. Go to bed. Wake up because I'm not 100% sure that you check the doors. You know, make sure everything's locked. I mean, So you have for... to go back and check? Sometimes I will. Sometimes I will get up and my Suzanne will be like, where are you going? It's like, what are you doing? It's like wondering what the hell I'm doing with my life. And I'll get up and double check the drawers because I I used to do that back like, like when I would work for Trader Joe's and I would I couldn't remember whether or not I locked the front door of the store. And now sometimes I can't remember if I close the garage door, or if I lock the front door. So I'll just get up, you know, one in the morning and double check. Um I don't really have like a set, you know, first I do this, but it's like I have a checklist of things. Check the doors, make sure the coffee is set, make sure my alarm is set, go to bed. Now, I just lay there, stare at the ceiling. I also have, does anybody else, okay, Joel, you have kids. Do you have any, sometimes have moments where you're half asleep and you hear them call you? No. Okay. So I am insane. (laughs) I've never had that happen. Because I have had moments where I, in clear as day, in my pseudo sleep or whatever, I will hear like one of the girls go, daddy in their voice. And I wake up, I'm like, Oh, I was just, and one part of my brain is like, you were dreaming. I, th- I think that is your brain messing with you. My <laughs> sister, like I think twice she said after my dad died, she heard clearly him calling her name down the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had that happen where I've heard a voice say something like that. And then I realize that nine times out of 10, now that, the uh the, it, i realized one of it's one of the dogs snoring but i've had that happen no i i so. will hear no, i used you, know, you guys know i used to be able to sleep you know go to bed go to sleep no problem you know and sleeping moving into this house sharing a house with my grandmother who was 80 years old when we moved in i have like a hair trigger to wake up nowadays and it doesn't help okay so a couple let's say a few years after we we moved in Sleeping and suddenly you hear this, Ba-dum. like what the hell was that? You know, it was loud enough to wake me up. I heard like like a thud. I wake up, like shit, man. Go check on grandma. So I run downstairs, go check on grandma, and 
I open up the door to her room and you, you guys have kind of seen this like there, the, there's like a corridor that goes to the bathroom and then it opens up into the bedroom and her bed was facing the corridor and I open the door and her feet are laying on the ground coming from the coming out like she was walking out of the hallway and what the hell happened it's like she flipped out of the bed it was my first thought like she had something happen and I go over there and she had fallen down and I'm like grandma what are you doing she goes oh I I, I went to the bathroom I fell down I'm like well why didn't you call me she, this is her answer I knew you work early tomorrow. I didn't want to bother you. I'm like, so your plan was to lay on the floor for the entire night until someone finally walked into the room. At that point, I had I was on a hair trigger. And to this day, any little, like a mouse farts, I will wake up. Hey. See? Just like that. Except a little bit more high-pitched. Like, But yeah, I, I hair, hair trigger. And Suzanne actually says, oh, it's so funny. You wake up at the drop of a head. I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. That's real but, funny. Uh, or I'll get up and I'll hear the girl. I'll hear, hear the girl say my name, call me or something. Two in the morning, there I am, going to the cage. Are you okay? Yes, Daddy, I'm fine. You're dreaming again. Okay, as long as you say it, I'm going back to bed. You know, it's. I you know I feel that like I do the same thing with the locks and sometimes needing to get back up because it will. I won't sleep if I don't check them, mm-hmm. and I will hear a bump that is almost certainly just a squirrel jumping off of a tree onto the roof of the house. And, like, I'll be convinced that someone has just broken into the house and I got to get up. Yeah, and it's it pairs up with, I mean, it's not that I'm being irrational about this because there have been times where, the okay, imagine you're sleeping. Okay. And the best way to to describe the noise is somebody ripped the the aluminum siding off the side of your house. Yikes. Okay, so that kind of noise. I wake up. Suzanne wakes <clears throat> up. I run downstairs to check on grandma. Grandma's up. What the hell? We don't know what that noise is. I'm running around outside. You know, I'm, I'm like outside in my slippers and my pajamas with a baseball bat because I heard something. Can't figure out where the hell it happened. Then we go back to bed. A little bit later, I like moments later, I hear my grandmother. It was a noise of her. She had a two-person sink in her bedroom, in the bathroom, and it fell off the wall like Pat's, Pat's mirror did. Oh, the Jesus. Mirror fell off the wall and shattered. I mean, I, there's still a gash in linoleum where it hit. Um, but Grandma was going to the bathroom, and she stopped right before walking in. And she had diabetes, for one. And two, if she had walked on the broken glass, she would have bled to death because uh, of the feet thing. I, don't, I honestly don't think she would have felt it. Um, she calls us, and she's like, there's something weird. She's like, I can't see myself in the bathroom. She had noticed that she didn't see her reflection in the mirror, and she stopped walking in the bathroom. And, like, right at the edge, there was probably a three-foot-long shard of broken mirror laying right there by the front door of the bathroom. Oof. So that's why I am a light sleeper now. <laughs> well, and it's justified. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's something I'm trying to do. It's yeah, just... for you, it's justified. I'm just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I mean, ever since I've had kids, I definitely am a lot more hyper aware of sounds and will wake up fairly quickly and easily uh, if if I hear anything. But, you know, one of the ways that I've gotten myself to be able to sleep better now is, uh, you know, I I had an alarm system for years. And then, of course, having three dogs in the house, if there is any sort of funky noises that go on, if the alarm doesn't catch it, the dogs will. 
So, you know, I, yeah. I sleep pretty well because it's a little better than it used to be. I mean, I still will wake up if, you know, one of the kids gets up or, you know, if they need something. Uh, yeah. But I'm grumpy as hell if I get woken up. Yeah, same I here. I, I do not sleep nearly as hard as I used to. I can be woken up much easier. Thank goodness. But yeah, I am not a happy camper when I get first woken up. I, yeah, I, I, if, if like one of the dogs, <laughs> if one of the dogs like tries to take my spot or, or is making noise, uh, I have no filter when I'm half awake. And when I get up in the morning or if I have to get up for any reason uh, in the middle of the night, I'm, I have zero filter. I'm, I'm just an asshole. I can't even imagine you without a filter. Yeah, I, I, I still I'm imagine grumpy. it being extremely polite. Nope, uh, nope, nope. That's the one time you can catch me without the filter on. Uh, yeah, well, I don't you like need myself. To fuck, you need to fuck with him more in the mornings, John Con. Apparently, I know, right? I don't but that's like the myself. Thing. It's like he's an early riser like me. Him and I are. You know, if I wake up early, he he's already in the bathroom, or I'm already in the bathroom. Coffee, okay, cool. Now, do any of us sleepwalk now? Sleepwalk? No. But uh, my kids, mm. uh, over the years of them growing up, and they're all in the now, um, uh, they have both have been known to get up out of bed and wander down the hall and stand in the hallway just staring. And they're definitely not awake. And uh, there's been talking in, in the sleep before, which, as you probably know, Mike, uh, you know, having kids, like, well, I've been in bed before, you know, sleeping and then all of a sudden I'll hear voices and it, it freaks you out a little bit. And then I realize that it's one of the kids. I'm like, oh, do they need something? I'm sitting there listening and they're just talking nonsense. And I go, you know, to the, the door of the room to make sure they're not awake and just standing out there and, and hearing them talk and they're not talking to me. It it kind of freaky. Mm. I don't like it, but I don't personally know not that i know of anyway yeah i've never sleep sleepwalked <clears throat> sleepwalking no i'm just happy if i can get to sleep and stay asleep because that's like i got all sorts not only is it super ritualized or i won't sleep i have a hard time getting to sleep i have a hard time staying asleep yeah so yeah i'm used to functioning on like <laughs> i'm functional at about seven hours and i usually get five that's that's yeah. a good question i think it's on here but oh sorry mike um, did you have more know, on that though the one thing i had about the the sleepwalking for a while um again go back my most of my sleep issues are the fact that i live with my you know we shared a house with my grandmother which was awesome because your grandmother was awesome she yeah, really she was. was yeah yes she, she was she was great and the girls grew up with her which was amazing which i you know was just fantastic for them and her but there was one point where a doctor put her on ambien Oh no! And did you know one of the side effects of Ambien is amnesiac sleepwalking? I know so, it can fuck with you pretty hard, especially if you yeah. stay awake on it. So again, one of those things where I hear a noise, I go downstairs to check it out, and Grandma's standing in the middle of the kitchen. Oh, like, hey, Grandma, what you doing? And she would look at me and be like, "I don't know." which freaked her out and freaked me out. And then we went, you know, I told my mom about it. And I'm like, there's some shit going on. 
There's something happening. I'm not sure what it is, but if, suddenly... If this were the opening of a horror movie, then she yes. grabs a knife and starts stabbing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this is like where she like drops down to all fours and crawls across the ceiling. You know, it's like... Just spider walks. <laughs> <laughs> flips over and, yeah, it's crab walks out of the room, you know. But no, it was it was actually <laughs> the ambient was making her Jack sleepwalking. And, you know, after a couple of that, my mom was like, went to the doctor and she's like, why would you give this to an 85-year-old woman? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, blah, blah. And she's like, she's not taking it anymore. And to my benefit, she had half a bottle left, but no. <laughs> no. Then Mike um, Doc, walked out of the room. Like, I don't know, shits and giggles? Yeah. Then Just Mike to crab. see what would happen. Then you crab walked out of the room? Yeah, the girls The girls never really slept walk. I know there were a couple times where they would like <laughs> come into the room when they were asleep. Now, there is a story. I stayed up late one night to watch The Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Because I started watching it, and Suzanne's like, I'm out. She just left. So I stayed up like one in the morning watching The Ring. Fine. Finish The Ring. Good movie. Go to bed. Sophie, that night, who at that point had hair about down to her waist, decided to get out of bed, walk into her room. She had maybe three or four years old. And she reaches out, and she goes, Daddy. And she's like shaking me. I open my eyes. And she is silhouetted from the light coming out of the from the from the window. I was sure the ring girl was coming to kill me. So I and I screamed because I had fallen asleep. I screamed, which, of course, made Sophie scream, which makes Suzanne wake up. And now she's like, she's lucky she didn't get punched in the face. (laughs) She's just like, what the hell is going on? Because Sophie's crying because daddy screamed at her. Daddy's curled up in the corner because Amara's coming to take his soul. And, you know, that was that was a moment. You know, that reminds me, there was a a very, very brief period when Isaiah was probably three or four, where there was two or three instances where he wandered into the bedroom and he, he would just stand by the side of the bed. He was he was awake. He needed something like he needed water or he needed whatever, but he would just stand there and stare until somebody woke up. And for whatever reason, if somebody stands and stares at you on the side of the bed, eventually you realize it and wake up. And that freaked me the fuck out on each occasion. And it was always on my side of the bed. So we had tossed this into. Hang on. uh... Oh, Josh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all good, because uh, I don't do sleepwalking. I don't do talking in my... Well, I'm probably still talking in my sleep a little bit, but my big thing as an adult has been snoring. Like, especially mm. the heavier I get, the more I snore. And it's it's a pretty bad disruption. We get to the point where, uh, like, Sarah and I are both, like, super paranoid, because we know we both sleep poorly, that uh, we're going to keep each other awake. And, like, early in our marriage, I would snore, and she'd get mad and, like, shake me until I was awake. So I worry that uh, I'm going to ruin her night's sleep. She's worried that her tossing and turning is going to ruin mine. So as often as not, I will sleep in one bed, and she'll sleep in another. That's rough. No, I mean, not really. I mean, we still do the fun things in the same bed. (laughs) (laughs) We have have a a three-bedroom house. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have a three-bedroom house, and so we've got the guest bedroom. And if we don't have guests, it's just comfortable because we don't have to worry about... It's, it's becoming keep... much more socially uh, acceptable to have separate bedrooms as, as a married couple nowadays. 
It really is. It's, be, it's oh, becoming not even a, a, nowadays. Come on, my reverting back. Reverting. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Reverting back yeah. to the the 50s style of have, either having your own bed in the same bedroom or having separate bedrooms. It's I I personally I I, I don't think anybody should be should be subjected to the way I sleep. So well, I, I agree with. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> that's how I came down to it, where there wasn't any shame about it. Like I haven't talked about it on the show before. It hasn't come up, but like whatever. It's my sleep is fucked up and it shouldn't fuck anybody else up. Yeah, mine mine is probably even more fucked up than yours because the, even though I could fall asleep so fast, I don't necessarily stay asleep anymore. I used to. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I mean, with my job schedule, with my life schedule, with everything, it's like I don't have an actual sleep schedule. I never know when I'm going to be sleeping, when I'm going to be awake, when I'm going to be working because sometimes I'll work like 16, 20 hours in a row. And then I'll come home and I'll try to sleep. I'll only be able to sleep for like four hours and I wake up and I'm up for another six hours and I sleep for 12 hours and then I wake up again and I'm up for another eight hours and then I sleep for another four hours. I don't have a set schedule for my sleep at all. And I haven't in I couldn't 20 do years almost. Yeah. Well, and part of the messed up thing can be is the trigger, the worry that you're going to ruin your spouse's sleep can be the anxiety that means you don't sleep. Yeah. I, and I, I get that, you know, so. <laughs> If I ever find somebody that wants to spend time with me, they're probably going to end up having their own bed or bedroom, and that's going to be better for both of us. And and now that I've put on a little more weight in the last you know couple of years, yeah, my snoring has gotten a little bit out of control. I mean, I can I, I can see myself and my you know my my father and myself with some of my snoring because like he used to wake himself up with his snoring, and I can do that now. Oh, I've can, done that. Yeah, I can wake myself up with my snoring and, now. Can we flash back to the night where I woke up and you and Will were beating the crap out of each other with pillows because both of you were snoring? Oh, yeah. shit, man. If Mike, if you didn't bring earplugs to Gen Con, I wouldn't sleep. Yeah. Or the I time that you punched sleep. me you you punched me while you were sleepwalking, Michael? <laughs> yeah, because, so because I hear. You were, yeah, you were tired of my snoring? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm you. that's what I said. I, sh- I, I wouldn't want to subject anybody to the way I... I I sweat too much when I sleep. I toss and turn. I have I have shared a bed with you, and it was like sleeping next to a sponge. <laughs> the night sweats are the worst. Yeah, I only I get ha- them in the summer, but I get them. I hate the way I sleep. I really do. I mean, like I said, I could fall asleep in a heartbeat, which is great sometimes, most of the time. But I would exchange that for all, to have just normal everything else about my sleep patterns. Now, what about going back to some of the other conversations? <clears throat> Do you have recurring nightmares now? I don't have any dreams at all. When you, yeah, we know why. Yeah, when you smoke the amount of weed that I smoke, you don't have dreams. So, as I stated in the first half of the show, I don't. I rarely dream. <laughs> rarely have nightmares, and if I am, I don't remember them. Like I, I can't even tell you the last time I had any sort of dream of any kind, good or bad. Oh, I- Oh, I can tell you mine, and and that's why I say dreams can fuck right off. <laughs> Josh, what about you, man? I mean, they're still the same ones, but I, you know, I know I dream, but usually by the time I'm getting out of bed, it's almost completely faded. I don't remember them very well. I dream in stories, man. I have like like chapters now. It's like uh, I'll dream, or like I'll have nightmares that I'm back at some of my old jobs. Like the ones that really sucked, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm back to it again. You know, and I wake I, up. I do occasionally get little <laughs> snippets like that where I'll I'll notice that I'm dreaming about like working 
waiting tables or serving drinks or or dealing cards yeah. and i'll just kind of in my mind just like no you're not doing this when you're not working <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst yeah, thing you're like, not getting paid yeah exactly right? man you, you right? dream the work day and then you wake up and you're like god damn it now i gotta go and get you know i didn't get paid for those hours that i was about work yeah because I, I do remember having those dreams of like just pa- you know, panic dream you're like you're like oh my god i forgot to bring salt to table 42 oh my god i forgot to bring salt and suddenly you're just like wait a minute i'm dreaming damn it fuck you brain <laughs> suzanne <laughs> you used to get mad at oh, me sorry. oh uh, suzanne <laughs> used to get mad at me because i would wake up freaking out because we ran out of frappuccino mick <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you guys have ever had the dream where you uh, get up, get ready for work, do your commute, sit down, and then wake up. That Ugh. sucks. It's awful. No. Yeah, I've had that multiple times, and you wake up, and you're like, God damn it. I got to do it all over again. Yuck. Now, Josh and Joel, mm-hmm. have you ever had the moment where your wife wakes up, and she is mad at you because of <laughs> something that she dreamt? Uh no, but I did have one instance in my previous marriage where uh, my ex-wife got mad at me because I karate chopped her in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's something you really did. Yeah, that's like self-preservation. I dude. was I was sleeping, though, and I, for some reason, <laughs> I, I, I punched I, her in my I, sleep. I, I one time punched, you just reminded me, I one time punched <laughs> my ex-fiance in the back. In the middle of sleeping, I yep. apparently I just in the middle of the night just whack right. That's exactly the- what I did. That's exactly what I did. Good <laughs> God, she woke she woke me up like what the hell? Yep, <laughs> she's holding she's holding her kidney like ah. <laughs> and our sleeper, a badass. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, I've had a couple moment mornings where I've woken <laughs> up and they're like, "Hey, good morning," and I'm like, like. What did I do? There, nothing. No, I must have done something. I was calling you for help, and you were ignoring me. Okay, that wasn't me. You know, and 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 the same notion. Like I had a dream, God, last week that she was driving the car, and she was driving past a dumpster. And you know how the dumpsters have like those um those pins that come off the side so the 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 trucks can pick them up, and. I was like, no, it's not going to get past there. It's not going to get past. You know, we're, you need to move over more. And she drove the car past the dumpster, and it ripped a, a tear in the hood of the car as she went by. She drove off. and then this, went, this was in a dream? This is in a dream. Oh, okay. And then she goes, nobody's ever going to notice. I'm like, it looks like somebody opened it with a can opener. And then I woke up, and I, I sat <laughs> up in bed. She turns around and goes and does it to the other side. There, now it matches. Yeah. Now we have yeah. now we have now we have speed holes, um, <laughs> speed holes, speed vents. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was like one of those moments where like I woke up and I'm like, I'm angry. I don't know why. And then I sat and thought about it. I'm like, oh, I dreamt something stupid. You know, it, it's. I wish they would like figure out some sort of like why and how we dream so we could control it. Right. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's lucid dreaming, and I've done it a uh, lifetime only once or twice, where you can you realize you're dreaming. You're like, holy shit, I'm in control here. This is my brain. I can control this. And you get to actually work the levers of your dream. And it's happened to me, like I said, lifetime, only a few times. Yeah, I've only I... ever been able to, to stop my dreams. I haven't been able to control them. I've only been able to like realize I'm dreaming and be like, no, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
we had brought this up before sleep paralysis <clears throat> Joel, i've never you... dealt with that thank goodness uh, uh Joel, what about you man i i've had it um on a couple of occasions and it can fuck the fuck off because yeah. it is I, I i've seen countless horror movies i've been mugged i've you know i've had horrible shit happen to me in my life and i would rather relive most of that than to go through sleep paralysis again and one in particular that i remember uh this was probably three years ago maybe maybe ish and uh i was on my own at that point and i remember being in bed i was having kind of a hard time you know going to sleep and i uh, when I finally did fall asleep, at least I think I did. I remember like opening my eyes and feeling like hands, multiple hands, not like just two hands on a person, but like multiple hands, like holding me down and I couldn't see anybody, but I could feel them holding me down and I couldn't move, but I was awake and just, it was just it, fucking terrifying. And eventually I was able to move again and you know, there was nobody there and there's nothing in my house to be scared of, but it was as real as, as you know, us right now recording a podcast. Yeah. It's a completely real phenomenon that your whole brain just decides to completely fuck with you. Supposedly what I've read on it anyway, is that when you're, you're in a state where you're, you know, when you go to sleep, your, your body essentially, shuts down motor function and so that you don't respond to your dreams you know right and so you're in a state where your mind is awake but your body is still in shutdown mode so but you're not necessarily awake per se so whatever it is you're dreaming about or is in your head feels like reality you're awake but you're still in that dream state and your body is shut down so you you don't you can't move and it, it's, it's, it, it's almost equivalent to waking up in the middle of surgery or waking up from anesthesia. Like your, your, your brain is awake when it shouldn't be. Yeah. So Mike, you're the one that brought it up. What happened to you? Okay. So worst case scenario, I'm on vacation Oh. and we're out down in Florida and the, how to, how to describe the room. So it's a rectangular room. The bed is, there's a corridor walking into the room and opposite that on the other side of the wall is the bed. And I'm sleeping uh, near the wall. I wake up in the middle of the night and I open my eyes and there is a shadow of a man standing in the hallway, just standing there. And I like a shadow of a lover went dancing by. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it, Patrick. And then I stood up and then we had a musical number. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but I uh, I'm laying there and I want. 100% 100% my body wants to sit up and go, what the hell? Because I see this person. And it's not like it's just a shadow that's not moving. Like it would be a lamp, like like the lights outside the room were make, casting this shadow. This, this, this shadow that I'm seeing is like shifting, like somebody would be standing and waiting in line, how they would like kind of shift their weight back and forth from foot to foot. And I <laughs> see them, but I cannot move. Uh-huh. And I can't talk and i'm trying to wake up suzanne next to me and the whole time finally she i must have done something that woke her up because she eventually was like michael are you okay and then everything snapped back to reality but 
talking to her the next day, she was like, I'm like, I told her what happened. I'm like, what did you hear from me coming at that time? She goes, what did you hear? She goes, it apparently I sounded like laying in bed and I was just going like that in bed. And that woke her up and she thought I was choking. But it was, and now the, to top it off and make it even better, every year we go back to the same place and I sleep in the same spot, in the same bed, in the same room on vacation. So I always have like the first couple nights, I'm real kind of like tense about going to sleep. But Yeah, because you're like, is it the place that caused that? Like, what's yeah. going on? Is it this place? Is it me? You know, and, and, and you know, we went down there the this year and I had no problems, but that it was terrifying because I saw a hundred percent a person standing in the hallway. And all I could think of was like those movies where, you know, they see the shadow people coming after them. And I'm like, one, I'm not nuts. And two, I don't know what the hell is going on because I'm not nuts. And the whole, the whole shadow people, I mean, there's, there's a whole internet thing about it. I mean, it, there's, there's lore. Right. Yeah. I used to see them when I was kid, a kid all the time in my house. But that house was fucking messed up. But anyway. Yeah, it's it it freaked the crap out of me. Yeah, we done a good show. We did a paranormal show, didn't we? No, I don't did we? I don't know. If not, but it is a I don't know. I know we talked about my time as a ghost hunter, but I don't know if that was Was that the fear show? It might have been. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. what what kind of bed do you guys sleep in now? Uh, I got a I got a Tempur-Pedic queen size sleigh bed. <clears throat> I, I have oh, a queen oh, size. <laughs> He's got two reindeer in the room. Gone sleigh bed. Well, I I have a uh, uh, just a, a well, it's a king size bed that I've had for nineteen years almost now. Who might be time to get a new one? <laughs> Maybe a new mattress, but I don't but, know. I mean, yeah, uh, but yeah, not a new, not a new frame. Frame's good. Yeah, mine's just a straight queen sized, and the other queen sized in the house actually came with the house. So that was nice, not having to buy a second one. Oh, cool. for sure. Yeah, we've got uh, a queen that, I, and, and Susan and I talked about it. We realized we've never had a brand new mattress. It's always been like a like a yeah. hand me down kind of thing, like or something? a hand me down type of thing. Yeah, mm. there's nothing and wrong right, with that. Right, but well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But right now, I'm sleeping in a bowl. Oh, yeah. You need a new mattress if if yeah. it's if it's permanently body shaped. And flipping it or turning it or whatever is not helping. And yeah, yeah, that's the thing is like you can't even flip it because the other side is flat. So, listeners, <laughs> if you know of a good place for me to get to me get a mattress, let me know because I'm really need a new mattress. Um, but yeah, the bed itself, I mean, it's a it's a queen size kind of like like a sleigh bed type of thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Now, do any of us stay up late to watch TV, read, or do anything like that anymore? Oh boy, I I frequently have revenge bedtime procrastination. I don't know if you guys have read about this, but this is this is a thing where you like self sabotage. Like you'll uh, sit up w- reading articles or playing video games or whatever, and screw yourself over for the next day. And what's worse is sometimes I'll do that, then I'll go to bed and get hit with insomnia. Mm. So, yeah, sometimes sometimes I go to sleep and don't get sleep, and it's not my fault. Sometimes it is my fault. Sometimes it starts out as my fault and then becomes not my fault. Yeah, sleep is a fucking mess for me. I I mean, at this point, we typically go to bed at the same time every night, Laura and I. Um, so unless we're both staying up late, because I, I tend to be a night owl, but 
with work and overtime and kids and everything, it's it's not as uh, as much of a thing as it used to be to stay up late. But if I have hmm. the opportunity, I will I will stay up late because I tend to kind of be more awake the later it gets. That's an interesting question. Uh, Mike, do you and Susie <clears throat> uh, go to sleep at the same time? Uh, we're usually probably between 11, 1130. Hmm. Yeah, I, I always mean, like, go. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say it's be, mainly because Susie works nights and uh, she'll get home like closing down the store and she'll leave at 10. So she gets home at 1030. She <laughs> said she has some, you know, I'll make her some tea. She has something to relax, you know, take a shower or something. And then we sit for a little bit and then we wind up in bed about, about that time. See, it's wild because... I almost always go to bed second and wake up first. Oh, I go to bed last and wake up first every day. I'm okay. always the first one to wake up in the household. I'm the one who gets the day started, no matter what time I go to bed. Even if I, even if we stay mm. up even later, I'm still 90% of the time. I mean, there's an occasional weekend where, uh, you know, Laurel get up first or the kids will get up first. But majority of the time, I'm last one to bed, first one to wake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it is. The only exception is if I'm up to like four, like then I won't be the first up. But I I don't remember the last time I was up that late. My whole whole work and life schedule is such that I don't really live in the uh, in the same. My nine to five is completely different than you guys is nine to five. My nine to five is nine p.m. to five a.m. because I'm normally working until, you know, after midnight in the morning or whatever. So like mentally I've been doing this for so many years, like almost two decades now you have to like flip your head around to where like, it'll be midnight for real, but I'm still saying it's like, you know, the day before, because until I go to sleep, it's not the next day. Mm-hmm. I get that. You, you, you can't just cut your day in half in the middle and be like, okay, now it's the, the next day. You know, like, no, you, you mentally, you just have to be like, <clears throat> well, I haven't slept yet. So it's not. So sometimes that screws things up when like I go to make appointments for things. I'll call somebody up and be like, you know, I need to make an appointment for, for tomorrow. You know what I'm really meaning like two days from now or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Cause it's, you know, but normally it's not a big deal, but sometimes if I'm tired, if I'm not really thinking I'll be talking about like, you know, like, like I'll be talking about yesterday and my sister, you know, after work breaks and she'll be like, are you talking about, you know, two days ago? Or are you talking about like last night? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, speaking of, of you're talking about how much sleep you get and how it's kind of all over the place. My standard amount of sleep to be able to function is six hours is average. I, if I sleep more than that, it's, it's rare. I mean, sometimes it'll be seven hours or eight, but majority of the time I'm six hours and I'm good still. Yeah. I can, I can handle probably, you know, six hours of sleep and I'll be all right, but not pleasant seven hours (laughs) of sleep. I'm usually okay. And it's like, if I hit eight hours, I'm rested, but I'm discombobulated. I get that. Yeah, I've already said I need seven, I get five. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. I mean, and eight, eight seems to be the sweet spot for me for, to feel okay. Um, but like I can sleep up to fourteen <laughs> hours at a time sometimes. Just, but like I said, sometimes most of the time it's anywhere from two to four. Yeah, and the, and the question of why you know how much sleep do you need and why don't you get that much? You know, because my brain, you know, hey, remember that embarrassing thing you did six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or you know let's let's start thinking about this you know let's start thinking about that hey remember that person that you talked to hey or, or worst thing is 
three o'clock in the morning, three, three o'clock in the morning, you jump out of bed. You're like, Gordon jump. That's who it was. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Or, or the, Hey, did you send, did you click send in that email to your boss before you shut down for the day? <laughs> I have a hundred percent come downstairs, flipped on my work laptop to double check that crap, man. Yeah. What I don't like is the, let's contemplate death. No. Oh yeah. D- definitely had that one. Yeah. Had that. And I, I, every now and then it's the, it falls back <clears> to <throat> that uh, Rugrats meme. What are you doing? Contemplating when I lost control of my life. When the, the, the dad's making pudding in the kitchen. Am I the only person that knows? No, that no, I know you. No, I know it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, I think we may we 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 may need to start wrapping this up. Yeah, so we can actually we get our three hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll be like if I get six at this point. But yeah, so um, yeah, there you go. The sleep show. I mean, I wish we could <clears throat> thumbs up, thumbs down, but I mean, there really isn't. Do you know, thumbs up on sleep all around? You know, when we get it, thumbs down on shadow sleep people paralysis. and nightmares. Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> No more of that. I'm with Mark Meep. Yeah, I need mean Meep, not the Meep. Messed up. Um, dab, dab, Joel, dab. what do we have coming up soon? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about uh, road trip movies. Uh, much to some of your dismay, the Punky Brewster show, which I'm actually looking forward to. Blech. And um, with the recent release of the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, we're going to be revisiting the Justice League cartoon and the uh, four-hour epic yeah. So if you have uh, your stories about sleep, uh, recurring dreams, or uh, how much you need to function and why you don't get that many, let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yep. And if you're looking for more of this, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Blueberry Stitcher. We are on TalkShoe. We are on Amazon Music and all over the place. So uh, definitely... Uh, Give us a call, like Josh said, and uh, if you could, you know, go on or go on the uh, page forty go fourteen dot com, our home on the web, and you can find all of our shows right there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Who's that guy? That's awesome. Don't sleep. <laughs> Time for bed. Oh, my Jesus. Bring the bed. Bring the bed. That's what it sounded like. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Oh, oh, Jesus. Mr. All-Knows, welcome to the world. <laughs> God damn it. Welcome to the world. That was the thing, is that that dream really freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> Mr. All-Knows. Oh, my God. You got to draw a picture of him, Mike. I I will, man, because he's freaking vivid in my head right now. Sleep <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, Joel, I bet you can't kill Pat. Oh, Jesus. You can trying. <laughs> Good night. Good okay. night, guys. Good night, everybody. <clears throat> <clears throat>